What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Queer Collective Podcast. My name is Carbon. And I'm a lesbian train conductor. Yes, Emily, the lesbian train conductor. You really do <laughs> look like a train conductor wearing that hat. And then your goofy little overalls. Heck yeah. But the only thing that makes me a lesbian train conductor is that my hat is turned backwards. Yeah, if it was forward, then... Just just, a straight up train conductor. Just regular conductor. (laughs) Regular, regular. But backwards cap, different meaning. Yes. You're selling it. Thank you very much. You're welcome. (laughs) Uh, But on a serious note, use guises. Today, we originally had a fun and goofy podcast planned for you. But we are going to shift into talking about the homelessness issue in Toronto and the encampments and what the police is doing about it slash the the mayor. So we're really going to get into it. But the way that we found out about it is because uh, today when we woke up, Emily, would you like to tell the story? Yeah. So I checked my Instagram when we woke up this morning and the Encampment Support Network posted that residents living in encampments in Trinity Bellwoods, which if you're not living in Toronto slash Canada, that's like one of the most popular parks in Toronto, basically. It's a huge park. And there's been a fairly large homeless population living in one half of the park that honestly no one not even even a half like a like a a eighth yeah an eighth of the park that really no one was using before at all no one ever uses that side of the park but with that context the post that esn made said that they were being evicted and they needed people to come support them but they posted this at like five or six o'clock in the morning so the cops moved in very very early very early and You know, the cops have tried to move in on these encampments before, but they have like officially announced it it in the past. However, this time they did the sneaky deaky move or just showing up extremely early in the morning thinking that they could do this without anybody seeing. And that's why there was the alert to come out and support the people in these encampments and protest against this move. So we took our bikes um, and on the way here to the studio, we passed by Trinity Bellwoods Park just to check out the situation, see what's going on, see if there's really a large amount of cops. And in fact, there were. It was way worse than I thought it was going to be. It was like hundreds of cops. Hundreds of cops. And what we saw in the morning, actually, even though it was already a lot of cops, like hundreds of cops, it actually escalated throughout the day. And there was even more hundreds of cops like the city of toronto apparently needs no cops anywhere else they just need the whole squad to come up into one park to take out homeless people Mm -hmm. that don't have any weapons don't have any way to defend themselves and apparently don't have any rights so that's what happened today and that's why we're making this podcast so if you don't live in toronto of course now you know that there is a huge homelessness issue here in the city. However, instead of fixing the issue and actually providing help for these homeless people, the mayor, John Tory, at John Tory, just wants to make them invisible so that the rest of the population can pretend that they don't exist, which is extremely dehumanizing, it's cruel, it's wrong, and I am absolutely disgusted by our leadership in this city, and frankly, by our leadership in this country. So I really want to bring it here in this discussion to 
first of all, the reason as to why they're being evicted. So the last time that I actually like intently researched this was in April. So things may have evolved a little bit since then, but it doesn't really seem that way. So I'll give you my information, but definitely we'll link some resources down below that you guys can look into it further. Back in April, the city of Toronto was trying to evict everyone in parks. Basically, they had given them notices saying that they need to leave the park by whichever date, and they were going to be provided um, shelter through the Pathways Inside program, which is this program that the city made to make them seem good, mm-hmm. but it's really just something very negative and unsafe wrapped in this package that can make all of us housed people feel positive about it. Right. And really the issue with it is there have been so many COVID-19 outbreaks in them just in 2021. I'm pretty sure I read, I'll fix the stat up there if I'm wrong, but it's about there's been 36 deaths, COVID related deaths in shelter hotels just in this year alone, not even to mention the previous year. So it is very high risk. The last time that they were trying to evict people, which is the last time I was looking into this, they ended up canceling the evictions because there was a massive outbreak in a in a shelter hotel. So that just shows you that the fears of the residents living in parks are valid and they yeah. should be listened to. They are genuinely scared for their lives to go into these shelter hotels because there isn't proper protocol. They feel much safer outside. And not even to mention that, there's additional stories about them not being accessible. There is one woman, I don't remember her name right now, but I'll also link that down below. She had accessibility needs and she was on the top floor of the shelter hotel and couldn't get down on her own. And she told the people that she had accessibility needs. There was a fire alarm going off, a literal fire, um, not just like a practice alarm. And she called down to them, telling them that she needed help to get out of the building. And they didn't send anyone up to her. She waited for a long time. And then she had to call the police and the firefighters herself to come and help her. So that really shows how they treat you. And then getting this information, I spoke with one of the leaders, Simone, of the Encampment Support Network, and that's where I'm getting a lot of this information from. But she also said that a lot of encampment residents also don't feel safe going into shelter hotels that are run by the government because they are ancestors of people who have lived in residential schools. And that has been something that has been brought to a lot of our consciousness lately with a lot of these children um, being found in mass graves outside of residential Residential schools in Canada. So I think that's something that a lot of us can understand at this point, that there's a lot of trauma there. Absolutely. Like, you shouldn't be forced into it. And here's the thing. They are being forced into it. It's not an option. It's absolutely not an option. I personally, while we were at the park, I spoke with cops to ask them this question. I genuinely, I didn't want to fight. I didn't want to yell at them or anything like that. I just wanted to ask them questions. So I went up to them and I said, where are they going to be located? They said, we have shelters and hotels that they're going to be placed in. And I said, I have read many reports that those are extremely overcrowded and that people in them do not feel safe. And he said, read the official statement made by the mayor of what we're doing as the program in these hotels. And I said, I read it, but I'll also, by the way, it doesn't mean anything because it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't at mean all. anything at all because Mayor John Tory signs that XO Heart John Tory. <laughs> it doesn't mean that they're safe. 
at all. And it no. doesn't mean that any of these promised protocols yeah. are even going to be put in place. It's just something on paper, no action actually taken. No. On top of that, I said, how, like, I'll ask the people who are actually experiencing this. I'm not going to read a letter and say, yep, everything's here on paper. This is all true. No, I'm going to ask the people that are actually experiencing this. Yeah. So I told him, I asked them rather, what happens if they don't want to go? And then they said, well, then we have to escort them, escort, by the way, escort them out of the park. And I said, oh, so it's not a choice. Either you go or we force you to go. And he didn't have anything to say to that. And there's a few other cops in there listening to what I was saying. And they were shaking their head in agreement like, mm-hmm, yep, mm-hmm, yeah, that's right, by force, mm-hmm. Shaking their head, yes. And I think to myself, what are you doing? You're shaking your head, yes, yet you are making the conscious choice to still do it. Mm. It doesn't make you any better to know that this is wrong or to like be aware because you're still committing the actions. Like actions speak louder than words. And your actions are showing that you don't care. And your actions are showing that you don't consider these people as people. And that I cannot even begin to understand mm. how you can look at another human being and see them as not your equal. See them as a lesser human being than yourself. I do not understand that whatsoever. I also had like a similar interaction with the same group of cops while I was biking by as well. Obviously, we were together and I said, like, what you're doing today and what you're taking part in is disgusting. And one of the cops said, I agree. Then what are you doing? Yeah. Like, why are you there? If yeah, you know yeah. that what you're doing is disgusting, why are you there? I had one of those moments where you bike away and then you regret and wish that you had exactly. said something. Exactly. And I do wish that. I told them, like, if actually reminded them of their position of privilege. They are police officers. John Tory, Doug Ford. John Tory is the mayor of Toronto. Doug Ford is the premier of Ontario. Um, are both very pro-cop, especially Doug Ford. He has so many cop friends. They're in positions of power where they can be heard by these people who are decision makers. And if they were to come together and say, write a letter all of them sign it mm -hmm. that moves that would create change that creates change i bet you that that would end up on every single major news station media whatever whereas encampment support network and all of the people living in parks have not gotten enough coverage whatsoever not at all not at all and any coverage that they do receive is very half-assed yeah and then another big thing that i was recognizing as well which i found kind of interesting is like a lot of the responses from the cops when we were talking to them was this is my job you know like Dude. i have to pay my bills like that type of response is what we we're getting and my thing is on the cop side they are they do have job protection they are public servants who definitely have job protection and they are allowed to speak their mind and talk to their superiors and say how they feel one and then number two what i was relating this back to is the fact that doug ford had put in all of these crazy covid19 protocols saying that 
it was like full lockdown a couple of months ago. No one's allowed to group together. Mm-hmm. Police are allowed to stop you, etc. Mm-hmm. But then the police chief said, no, we're not going to enforce that. And then they didn't enforce it. There was huge groups of people so in the park. So it's exactly. a choice. It's a choice. So They're, it's a choice. Yeah. It's, it's about what you choose to enforce or not. Yeah. Obviously, it's not as simple as like what I'm saying, like how I'm saying it. Mm-hmm. But there is a, there, it's possible. It's possible is it's what I'm saying. It's extremely possible. Yeah. And they have a voice and they have power. They have privilege and they have the ability to change the Absolutely. scenario. I, I don't understand that. When you're literally a police officer and you have the power to stop something and do something good for your community and you don't do it, who are you serving? Mm -hmm. Who are you serving? Yeah. Like to protect and serve, no? Mm. Where did that go? But I don't think I even fully explained why these evictions are taking place. Initially, you wouldn't have seen encampments really in Toronto because it has been illegal for people to like camp on city property so prior to covid happening they realized that shelters were overcrowded it wasn't safe so they allowed residents to camp into parks but recently because of older wealthier white people who don't enjoy seeing it are upset. What an inconvenience. Exactly. They're upset that now the homelessness issue is right in their face. You can see it every day. They want it removed. Yeah, and good that you can see it every day. The biggest you should thing, see it every day. Yeah. The biggest thing to take away from it, though, as young people, as people who care and people who are mobilizing, is that the reason that politicians pay so much attention to older, wealthier people mm-hmm. is because they are the most consistent voter base. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We outnumber baby boomers. Millennials outnumber baby By boomers a lot. at this point, but we do not show up in the polls to the same level. So it really matters how we vote and it really matters how consistently we vote. So I want that to be one of the messages that people take away from this. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, going back to that whole city property thing, right? Because that's actually that is something that I got into with the cops as well that conversation so i said why aren't they allowed to stay here this is public property isn't it and then he said no actually it's private property the city of toronto owns it and then i said who funds the city of toronto the public no so it's public property no that hello like am i missing something no i don't get it and then i said well, if it's private property, why can I access the park 24-7? And he said, technically, at 11 p.m., you're technically trespassing. And I said, 11 p.m.? I've been here at midnight. I've been here at 1. I've been here at 4 a.m. I've been here at all hours of the day. Mm. And I have never encountered an issue. And he said, well, yeah, it's a matter of like whether it's enforced or not. I was like, oh, So you're choosing to enforce it on a select few, which are the homeless, which you can't just kick out and they go back to their cozy bed. You could kick me out and I could go back to the cozy bed, but you can't do that to them. They have nowhere to go. So that was very, very key. And there was, again, other cops being like, "Mm -hmm, yep. And I'm like, you're not saying anything. Just why even shake your head? So... The fact that they're choosing now who they enforce it on yeah. is 
blatantly shows the discrimination, mm-hmm. blatantly shows whose side they're on, which is not the public's, because the public showed up to protest. They were extremely angry, yet they still did it. So again, who are you serving? I'm honestly really proud of you for saying that to them. That's a good comeback. That's the kind of comeback for me that when I ride away on my bike, I wish I had said. So I'm like, it makes me so happy that you actually like had those quick comebacks because I normally don't. Well, honestly, I rode away on my bike and I was like, ah, I should have said this. Really? Ah, I wish I said that. Of course. I thought you did a good job. Of course. I have more to say to them and saying something to them, by the way, is the absolute bare minimum that I can possibly do. Like, I am not in that situation that the homeless people are in and I never want to be in that situation. So the absolute very least that I could do was that and also protest. Mm -hmm. I know that you're saying like good for me for saying that and all these different things, but that conversation really, really left me feeling helpless and powerless, Mm -hmm. which is I'm sure is how the cops and the politicians want you to feel. Mm. helpless and powerless especially for our generation yeah and i hate that i felt that because i don't want to feel that i want to feel empowered to do something and after you know kind of reflecting on it a lot and reflecting on the fact that i felt helpless i i do want to do something and i i do feel the the empowerment, the motivation, the energy to do more than I have been doing. Because I truly do not understand how you can do that to another human being. They just want to make the homeless invisible. Yeah, yeah. And it's up to us, the public, to show that they are not invisible. Mm. And that this is not okay. Yeah. And the fact that you can disassociate yourself so much that this is how you treat another b- human being. Going back to the part that you said when some cops said, like, I got bills to pay. Mm. I'm just here doing my job. We heard that. We heard that from cops. We heard that from security guards. Uh, just like, hey, I got bills to pay. I don't know why you're coming at me like that. You have bills to pay too, that kind of thing. Yeah. And you know what? The 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 one guy that I spoke to that said that, uh, he's black. He's a black security guard. And I just thought to myself, have you been to a Black Lives Matter protest? I'm sure that you've heard of it if you haven't been to one. And I'm sure that you know of what's been going on in regards to Black Lives Matter. This is the same kind of concept whereas it's not the same situation it's the same concept where people look to a group and they say you're not worth as much as me Mm -hmm. you gotta go that's what happens to indigenous people that's what happens to black people and people of color that's what happens to homeless people it quite frankly that's what happens to a lot of queer people they get told that they're less than Mm -hmm. They're not equal humans to the rest. Yeah. And it's so easy for you to just disassociate yourself and say, I have to do this to make money. I have to do this. Not necessarily. I just, it's not necessarily the truth. I don't understand. Like, 
here's what I do understand. I do understand that a lot of people have bills to pay. I understand that. I understand that maybe you're not in the best financial situation. But to put down someone who's in a worse situation than you in order to get ahead, I truly don't get it. How can you justify a human being to a paycheck? And it makes me scared for our society because quite frankly, I truly believe that our society is sick Mm. and so many of us need to begin the healing journey in order to get to a better state of being and a better state of existing and a better state of society. Yeah. But yeah. is that possible? Yeah. I think what you said about sort of tying it together, talking about Black Lives Matter, Indigenous lives, the lives of unhoused people. Yeah. I think that is a really important point and that kind of ties into the way that the United Nations looks at solving climate change, which is through 17 sustainable development goals, which shows that you cannot solve one problem without, without solving all of them. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Part of saving the planet is solving homelessness, is mm. absolutely abolishing racism, classism, sexism, hate against LGBTQ2S plus people. Mm-hmm. It, it's all of it. You can't fix one without the other because they're all connected. Yeah. Every single one. So how can you stand for one thing and not stand for another? Like you, you're just like missing the point. You're missing how everything connects. You're missing how everything literally works together. Nothing works on its own. Similar to how humans don't work very well on their own. We need community. We need community and connection. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we disassociate so far from each other that there's there's no link between one human and the next anymore and that's mm-hmm. crazy to me yeah yeah and the fact that these cops can agree with us and yet continue to do it and to enforce it is it blows my mind really it does say you have a wife a husband a non-binary partner say you have a dog a daughter whoever that just family that you love, right? And you act, you truly love them. Mm-hmm. How is it possible that you can love them and have no regard for any other human being? Again, that goes back to disassociation. It goes back to the disconnect. Mm-hmm. Like, how are you so self-absorbed and focused so much about self... Preservation? That's it. Thank you. <laughs> Self-preservation. You're always there when I need you. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, self-preservation. Man, like I, I don't get that. Because again, one thing does not work without the rest. Yeah. So the self-preservation really will get you nowhere. Mm-hmm. And man, I really wanted to ask the cops this question. This is one of the questions where... It's like you said, like I biked away and then later on I was like, ah, I should have asked that. That was good. Yeah. Um, so I genuinely wanted to ask this question and to the cops. And the question was, why are you a cop? 
and not in like a rude way, a pretentious way, mm-hmm. an aggressive way, anything like that, just genuine interest. Why are you a cop? Is it the power and the status? Because, you know, cops, they get compensated well, but they don't make like the most money that mm-hmm. you can make. You know what I'm saying? They don't get paid this crazy, crazy amount. Mm-hmm. So to me, I'm thinking it's probably not the money. So is it the power? Is it the power and the status? Or do you actually want to help people? Because if you actually want to help people, you're not doing it. Mm-hmm. You're not helping who you're supposed to be helping. You're supposed to be serving the public. Yeah. You can't just pick and choose who out of the public to serve. That's not what serving the public means. And that's not what to protect and serve means. And that's not helping people. So you can't if you're, pick and choose. You can't pick and choose. So if you really want to help people, you can't pick and choose. You can't say this is okay because it's not. Yeah. It's and okay for people like us to go and sit in the park overnight. But yeah. not them. No. Because they have tents and mental health issues. Mental health issues. Maybe some of them have addiction issues. That doesn't make me that doesn't make them rather less of a human than me. It it's because of this messed up system. Yeah. Yeah. Where the elite get to pick and choose who they decide walks on their land, but it's not their land. Who funded that? The public. Taxes. We pay those. So it's ours. And by the way, private property is just an absolute fabrication of our imaginations. It doesn't actually exist. When you die, you don't leave with your property, okay? Mm-hmm. So get that out of your head. We're all on stolen land anyway. We're all on stolen land. So, oh, don't even get me started. Oh, wow. This is a multi-layered conversation about property, but. Yeah. (laughs) It's for another day. We can get into the whole property thing another day. In another piece that I I do want to add in, just because we did say that some of these people have addiction issues some have mental health issues which is true but also due to the pandemic and due to so many evictions like in rental properties the homeless population isn't what you expect it to look like anymore you would be surprised with who is homeless now yeah um because of COVID-19 and I will personally say from walking through that area so often they're not a nuisance. They're not. It's Who's very complaining quiet. about it? There's. I like read an article on Blog To. It's like some people say there. They talked about like somewhat mm. about the parts that are bad about evicting the the homeless population there. Mm. Um, they didn't go into as much detail as I would have liked. Uh, it was very like surface level. Yeah. But there was this one part at the bottom where it was like some people say that um, the homeless people living there is making it a little like less safe and it's making it like look sketchy and that they don't want to go in that area anymore because of it. And I'm like in my head, I'm like, whoa, what a what a nuisance to you. So bad that mm. you're so 
like you're experiencing this inconvenience where you can just go home and sit in your amazing bed with blankets and like a hot shower in your million dollar home so inconvenient for you but on top of that the homeless people at trinity bellwoods park are not a nuisance they are not disturbing they're they're not doing anything wrong at all like i we we will bike through there like sometimes we finish shoots really really late we have finished at at 1 a.m 2 a.m we've been there at all hours of the day all hours of the day and anytime that we pass by that area whether we're biking or we're walking by like slowly we're not haste walking with our heads down or anything like that we're just chilling like just walking around they have never ever given us any issues ever it's quiet and dark at all it's hours quiet and dark i would say people our age on the other side of the park are much louder playing oh music God. on their speakers the, the <laughs> like, real nuisance is the teen the high school yeah. teenagers that get in the park and get like super drunk wasted they're the nuisance yeah. uh but they're allowed to do that too i'm not saying kick them out it's honestly the only place where that rhetoric comes from is from just prejudice prejudice you know, Absolutely. and people making those assumptions without actually talking Absolutely. or walking past people. Like yeah, they why are don't just you have a conversation. Exactly. They're looking at the situation only through judgment. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's those people that say, oh, this p- part of the park is dangerous because of them. I bet you I can I can almost guarantee you like 99 percent guarantee you that none of those people have ever actually had a conversation yeah. with anybody in the encampments. I'd say I'm more afraid of you, Linda. John Tory. Joe Cressy need to leave office. They need to be voted out of office. And this is where I want to end the podcast. Because like you mentioned, millennials, Gen Z, who are now coming into legal age Mm. to vote, need to mobilize and vote. Mobilize, vote, protest, support where you can. Because Mm -hmm. we far outweigh the people that don't want to see positive change yeah yeah we far outweigh them but we need to freaking vote we need to vote and if you think about it all of these laws like people like our grandparents age even our parents age they came into a world where school was next to nothing it costed next to nothing it costed next to nothing as well to buy a home and to start a family and now they have accumulated so much wealth yep and the government is still funding them and helping them through their retirement mm-hmm. and everything, but they've left our generation to suffer yeah. and they're leaving homeless populations to suffer. They're leaving all of us behind. Meanwhile, they're still taking care of the quote unquote greatest generation. Mm. Vote into office the people that actually represent the issues that you care about. Yeah. And talk about it, stand up for it, talk to your parents and your grandparents about it. I know that it's a challenging thing to talk about. I've had those hard conversations with my parents where it's like they, um, I guess, view cops as kind of like that hero figure because that's what they were raised to view them as, right? So having those types of conversations with some of my parents has been challenging, but it's an important conversation to have. It's important and it's worth it. Yeah, because then it changes the way that they go and talk to their friends and the way that their friends go and talk to other people, you know, and it's like, yeah, it really does trickle down. It does trickle down. And keep in mind that even when you feel like something's going in one ear and out the next for the person that you're talking to, it does have an impact, even Mm -hmm. if it's small. 
And then if you keep bringing up that conversation, it'll have a bigger and bigger and bigger impact. And that is our job because clearly politicians aren't looking out for us. Cops aren't looking out for us. So we have to look out for each other Mm -hmm. and then vote into office those people that are also looking out for us. It's about community, baby. Community. So... I know this is a heavy topic, but it's so, so important. So I hope that you gained something out of it. I hope Mm -hmm. that you found value in this podcast. And if you have any thoughts, comments, or opposing views, even those, yes, please let us know in the comments because we are absolutely open to discussion. Mm -hmm. We're open for new perspectives. So leave those comments down below. With all of that being said, you guys, that is it for this podcast. Please make sure to hit subscribe and like the video because it really helps out with the YouTube algorithm. And with all that being said, we will see you in the next pod. Peace. Goodbye.